this morning we return to awareness of awareness. And I think some people may be still struggling a little bit with it. It is indeed a subtle practice. Uh, one person mentioned to me, I still can't find the object. Can't find the object. It reminds me of a person who needs to get in the car and drive someplace. And he finds his keys. He looks around and finds his keys. He found breath awareness. And he finds his wallet, driver's license. Southern in the mind, got that. But he can't find his glasses. And he knows that he's not allowed to drive without wearing his glasses. And he's looking all over the place. And he can't find his glasses anywhere. And of course, everybody in the room knows exactly where his glasses are. But he does note that as he's looking for them, he's got very clear vision. So it's a little bit like that. Look closer. (laughs) Closer this way. If you're looking for an object, you're looking in the wrong place. Well, I'll tell you one of my favorite jokes is I I read it from John Searle. Uh, Brief diversion, but it's cute. John Searle, very, very famous philosopher of mind in the United States, and he describing the, the modern scientific approach to studying the mind, and that is studying the brain, studying behavior, and he's uh, and actually not looking at the mind at all. And, and he says, it's kind of like a person who's lost his keys, his car keys, and he's, it's at night, and he's looking out under, under a street light, looking, around, where are my keys, where are my keys? And somebody comes over to him and says, um, did you, is this where you lost your keys? And he said, no, I lost them way over there. Well, then why are you looking here? This is where the light is. Very, very good, very good. So, to imagine doing the practice right. I, I can't remember whether I've shared, shared this, uh, this example before or not, but here it goes. Imagine you're in a perfect sensory deprivation tank. Have I remembered this, this by? Maybe not. Okay. A perfect sensory deprivation tank. Sensory deprivation means you put in a kind of a box in salt water that is body temperature, but this is a perfect one. An actual sensory, de- sensory deprivation tank, you hardly have any experience because you're in a closed container, you're in salt water that's room temperature, that, it, that is body temperature, you can hardly feel your body, you can't see anything because it's black, it's soundproof, you can't hear anything, there's nothing to smell, nothing to taste, right? So that's an actual one. You can rent one of those for about $30 an hour if you can find one. And so, but imagine this is a perfect one where you get into the tank and suddenly you have no sensation whatsoever of your body or any of the five physical senses. It's gone completely blank. But not only that, but this is a perfect one and so it's run by a magician. And the magician takes his magic wand and waves it over the tank once you've gotten in, making your mind go completely silent, completely non-conceptual. So as you're in there now, you have no sensory experience of your environment or of your body. You have, there are no images or thoughts arising in your mind because Merlin, the magician, has done his trick. And I should add, just before you got into the sensory de- deprivation tank, you, you swallowed three cappuccinos. <laughs> so you are not asleep. <laughs> now what would that be like? What would you be aware of? Not much at all, except, (laughs) boy, am I awake, okay? So something like that. So now, this is a process of elimination. We come to it by a process of elimination analogous to, but more subtle than, the process of elimination I guided you in when we brought the awareness to the field of vision. In the scene, let there be just a scene. 
and then auditory, and then tactile. And then I say, now what's left? Assuming you can't smell or taste anything right now, what's left? What else is immediately appearing to your awareness that is not visual, not auditory, not tactile? What's left? And then, oh, thinking, images. And you start noting the events that are arising in the other domain, the leftover domain, the domain of the mind, right? So process of elimination. That's why we did that little circular route coming to settling the mind. And now we're assuming that you've gotten there. That is, if you can't do settling the mind yet, if you can't do it at all, it's not very likely that you're doing awareness of awareness correctly. Because in the settling the mind, we're now spinning in even tighter. We're tending to the thoughts. Then we release interest in the thoughts. We go to the space of the mind. And now in this practice, we withdraw the awareness even from the space of the mind. In other words, there's no object to look at. We take no interest in the sensory fields, the five, no interest in thoughts, no interest in the space of the mind, and what's left? What's left when you don't direct your attention to anything, not even the space of the mind? What's left? Have you stopped experiencing altogether? And the answer is no. Not unless you've fallen asleep, deep asleep. You have been left with just the awareness of not being dead, of being awake, of being aware. And that's awareness of awareness. Now, final note, two final notes. That means one's a subfinal note. And that is when you go into the oscillation. The oscillation, especially in the beginning phases, see as you're releasing, whether in conjunction with the breath or, or without. You want to set your own rhythm. But when you release your awareness, just release it into no thought. Just as you're Let's imagine you're just breathing out. And as you breathe out, just have one thing in your mind. No thought. So, no pink elephants. No thoughts. Just... So it's an intention. You're not thinking no thought, no thought, no thought. You're just... You're setting an intention. I just did it. That's not that hard. Of just releasing and just sustaining no thought. Right? And then as you invert... You invert in on being aware. Release, no thought, no object. Invert, aware. What we're seeking to do is to actualize our own substrate consciousness. Well, the substrate consciousness has, as one of its core properties, luminosity. So when, when we're inverting, we're coming right into the sheer luminosity, the clarity, the wakefulness of awareness. And as we're releasing, we're releasing into non-conceptuality. Right? So we're emulating this. The bliss will come by the by. We can't just order that on demand. Okay? Final, now here's the final point. This is actually a very significant practice. The sequence is very significant. If you think it might be worthwhile to die lucidly, after living as lucidly as you possibly can, while dreaming in the waking state. That's kind of meaning life. The meaning of life, I think, is to be as lucid as we can. If you had to just sum it up in one phrase, be as lucid as you can. Know as clearly as you can what's going on. Know reality. The truth shall make you free. It's an old message. So having lived as lucidly, as knowingly, as clearly, as mindfully, as wakefully as possible, then having the ideal, let's end with a grand finale and not with a whimper. 
end with a big bang, not a big whimper, use modern cosmological terminology. And the big bang would be go out lucidly and not, <laughs> and then just, you know, fade away. That's really an anticlimax. Just, uh, and they dope out as you're falling. Well, you're missing such an opportunity, you know. I mean, it could be such a thrill, such an adventure to die, to really be there, right where it's happening, right where the action is, and not, you know, just go, just when the show is just on. It's like spending, you know, $5,000 to get the best seats in the theater to hear Pavarotti. If, he, if he's, he's not even alive anymore, see? But when he was alive, I think he sang, sang very well. doesn't sing so well anymore. But imagine you're right there in the front row and it was $5,000 to get a box seat. And just, be start, just before he starts singing, there he comes, his bearded, chubby self. And just before he's about to open, you go... <laughs> that would really be foolish. I think so. So how to die lucidly? Well, when you're entering the dying process, you'll be breathing. So why pay attention to anything else? I mean, every, everything else you're about to leave behind. So say goodbye to all your friends, relatives. Have a nice life. I've just finished mine. And then... <laughs> it should be fun. Really. I mean, death has such a bad reputation. So be mindful of your breathing. <laughs> it will be a short, a short session. <laughs> so for as long as the breath is going on, be mindful of it. Breathing in, breathing out. Until finally, you give it all away, as I've told you so many times, breathe out and breathe out and breathe out, as if it's your last breath. <laughs> and eventually it will be. <laughs> but according to the Tibetan Council of Dying, the show's not over. That was just the preamble. That's like the person who comes on before Pavarotti. <laughs> <laughs> with a blues harp <laughs> okay the blues harp guy is finished <laughs> and then there's still imagery coming up as your senses are collapsing your physical senses are withdrawing into mental awareness the show continues, and there's, there's now mental imagery. That is, you're coming into, into this slipstream, this nice, smooth flow of samadhi, because it's just natural samadhi. Your senses are collapsing. So you don't have to hear chainsaws, you don't have to hear earth movers, you don't have to hear air conditioning, you don't have to hear anything or feel anything, because there's no distractions, because your senses are shutting down. You're going to pure mental awareness, and having done so, there are still images arising. And settle your mind in its natural state. Be there. Be lucid. As these mental images are rising, right? And a wide variety could arise. People sometimes speak of their life flashing through the eyes. Other kind of archetypal imagery and so forth and so on can arise in that. A lot of imagery that comes up in so-called near-death experiences is probably occurring right there, just before the final white 
the, the white appearance, the red appearance, and then the blackout. So for as long as your appearance is there, settle your mind in its natural state, observe, 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 and then finally the show will be over. The show will be over in terms of appearances happening. And you'll just, and they'll all collapse, they'll fade back into this, into this substrate. As your mind then t comes out for an encore, bows to you and says, I am now retiring forever. As your mind retires. Because now you're about, about to lose your mind, irreversibly, because the brain will no longer support it. And it takes its final bow, goes into the blackout, and all that's left is now that your mind is dissolved into the substrate consciousness, all you're aware of is the substrate. But if you develop the ability to be lucid in the substrate consciousness, then you can not only die lucidly, but you can be dead lucidly. And that could be interesting. It won't last very long, but still, for as long as it lasts, it could be interesting, you know? And then you could just be resting there, even when you're dead, you could be resting in awareness of awareness and still be practicing shamatha. Right? Like just the energizer bunny just never stops, you know? And then if you've had some experience, Dzogchen, Mahamudra, then the big event is right after that, and that's when the clear light of death appears. And to ascertain that, well, that is of absolute significance. Really, really meaningful. Okay, that's enough. Find a comfortable position. more deeply at ease you are in body, speech, and mind, the easier will be the practice of awareness of awareness. So settle your body, speech, and mind in their natural state, as you've done so many times before.
and generally let your eyes be at least partially open. And let your awareness come to rest in the space in front of you without taking even that space as an object. Take nothing as an object. Don't look for an object. Don't meditate on anything. Don't do anything. This is all about simply being. And right now, it is simply about being present in the present moment without directing your attention to any object of any kind, sensory or mental. of sheer momentum or habit, thoughts are bound to arise. Note them with introspection and release them instantly. And simply be present in the present moment with unwavering mindfulness, without being distracted by anything, without grasping onto anything. Just being present in the present moment. loose, relaxed. And then as you simply sit there quietly, minding your own business, so to speak, something may become increasingly obvious. And that is even when you're not taking any interest in any object or any appearance, something's still happening. You haven't blacked out. Even if there were no appearances, you still haven't 
blacked out. You are aware. And right now, without trying to find any object, you already know you are aware. You don't need me to tell you. You don't need any further evidence. You already know that you are aware. Rest in that knowing. Know that you're knowing. And rest in that. Don't get hung up on the personal pronoun, I am aware. Don't worry about the I part. Treat it like the phrase, it's raining. You don't wonder about the nature of it. And what is that it that is raining? Just raining. Just aware. as you identify what you are to be aware of, which is no object at all, nothing that appears to your awareness as an object. As you allow your awareness to rest in its own place and be aware of itself, now concentrate. Really focus your attention right in upon this experience as you withdraw your awareness from all other appearances, from all thoughts. Come right into the nucleus of awareness itself.
and then deeply relax, utterly loosen up, let go. Release your awareness into non-objectivity, into space with no thoughts. Notice that even there, the awareness flows on, and be aware of that awareness. and release at your own pace, your own rhythm. If you find it helpful, in the early stages, can join the rhythm with that of your breath. But sooner or later, withdraw your awareness even from the respiration and focus as single-pointedly as you can in the inversion into awareness itself and the release into non-objectivity. And throughout the cycle, relentlessly release thoughts as soon as they arise and maintain an ongoing flow of non-conceptual awareness. Let's continue practicing now in silence.
Nasu. This afternoon I'll make sure not to go on off on some long monologue. So especially this afternoon when we go to discussion, if there are lingering problems, difficulties, challenges, especially in this practice, please uh, share them. I'll do my best to respond in a helpful way. Okay? In the meantime, enjoy your day. I'll see you a bit later.